Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, 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 everyone, right back here once again to Marvelous Monday. And as mentioned, it has indeed been a marvelous White Monday. And what I mean by that is right here in East Texas, Tyler, Texas, where I am, is a beautiful sheet of snow on the ground. And whereas people have not been able to get out to celebrate the amazing Dr. Martin Luther King Day celebration that we normally have here in Tyler, the march and the big program. But we're still happy that we were able to have the very first parade in Tyler, Texas, the very first Martin Luther King Day parade that was held here in Tyler, Texas. And, of course, we'll talk about that a little bit later on, but let's get all of our people here on uh on the radio today, we, uh, we're so happy to be here once again. It's always a pleasure to be right back here every Monday for Marvelous Monday. Uh, our engineer, Ms. Rihanna, will be coming in a little bit later on, but I believe we have Dr. Carr. Dr. Carr, are you there? I am here. Good evening. Good evening, Dr. Carr. It is great to hear your voice. I think this is the first time I've heard your voice this year. Happy New I Year. I think so. Same to you. Okay. Right. Well, hopefully everything is going well with the campaign, and we want you to bring us up to date uh, once we get all the team in here. Uh, Pastor Cooper was out there trying to get one of our persons that we wanted to come in to talk to us about uh, the Texas uh, Coalition of Black Democrats, but I believe he said that the chair is uh, is not available tonight, so uh, so we'll have to get her in when... Um, when the time permits and of her schedule. So let's see if he is here. Pastor Cooper, are you here yet? Are you on Pastor Cooper? Okay. We also got to notice that uh, Dr. Hackney would probably not be on with us tonight. And our prayers are always going out to Dr. Hackney uh, in regards to his health uh, and all of us. We want to work really hard, Dr. Carr, this year to make sure that, um, that we have, uh, great health that we're taking care of ourselves and seeing our physicians, and that's what Dr. Hackney is doing, making sure that that we keep our health on the right track. Because when yeah. we're healthy, then we're wealthy, right? 
our, Absolutely. our wealth, as, yes, sir, within our health. Let's see. So, Pastor Cooper, are you there? What about Mr. Arthur? Are you there, Mr. Arthur? Okay. Well, hopefully, I thought I heard a ding. Hopefully, they'll be coming in very soon. I'm on my 903 number tonight uh, so that I can keep track of what's going on on the other line because uh, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, Dr. Carr, a lot of things going on in our community. As you know, we're getting ready for election, and we're getting ready for your election. And so uh, we will start out by uh, asking you to kind of just bring us up to date on what is going on out there in Arkansas and what the the campaign is looking like. Go ahead. Well, uh, as far as how the campaign is looking, uh, I'll begin by saying that I'm learning and it's a uh, fast moving wheel with a lot of moving parts but i feel like i'm keeping pace as for what strategic uh, moves that we're making we will be bringing the former gubernatorial candidate chris jones to camden arkansas on uh, february 1 to the uh, union grove community center which is in the community where our church is located so he'll be coming there to talk about uh, registration, uh, education, and mobilization. So it'll be an opportunity for the community people to see me uh, next to him. As a matter of fact, there are two African-American ministers who are running for uh, house seats. Uh, District 97 is my pursuit, and District 96 is the pursuit of the Reverend Horace Charles. He's an AME minister and pastor. So uh, that piece is in place. Uh, we have an uh, endorsement from a local group. The Urban Coalition uh, Movement here in our city has endorsed uh, the two of us and have pledged to do what they can to assist us in the process. Uh, you'll find the uh, web, not website, but my Facebook page, Candidate Car, uh, will be up and running February 1st so that the public can see Uh, my image and can get some sense of what I plan to do with regards to uh, education, uh, mental health, and economic empowerment in our community and in our district. So we have a lot of pieces in place, and we have a lot of things yet to do. There are some key individuals that I'm going to need to nail down for the campaign uh, journey. Uh, So we're, we're, we're not sitting still. We're not at 100%, but we're moving in that direction. And so that is my campaign report uh, as of now. That is outstanding, uh, Dr. Carr. And so get as many of those um, endorsements as you possibly can. And when you get those endorsements, then those are boots on the ground. They can help to raise the the funding and and help to get that message out there to the community. We don't want uh, just to say that we endorse you and don't do the work. We're going to put True. them out there. And so this, this as well as this network, this show, uh, Marvelous Monday, certainly endorses the great work that you have done and that you will continue to do. And we will also ask you to invite that other person who is running in that other district. And so that's exciting to see the change makers that are stepping up and stepping out and making sure that the things that we need and deserve in this country, that we are so richly blessed with those. So I congratulate you once again, 
for stepping up uh, to the plate, for working to um, make things greater for us here in this nation. And that's what it takes, people, people like yourself that that have a love for your community and your country and your state because what your vote represents in Washington, D.C., from out of Arkansas affects every single one of us throughout this great country. So thank you so yeah. much for that. We appreciate it. And we're right here for you and with you uh, every step of the way. Let's see if any of those guys. Yes, sir. Our pleasure. Uh, let's see, Mr. Arthur, are you there? Yeah, how y'all doing tonight? How's everybody doing? Okay. Fine, 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 uh, Mr. Arthur. Uh, always a pleasure to have you right back here every Monday. We, I'm telling you, Mr. Arthur, we look really hard for you on Saturday. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> you, miss, you missed the treat, Mr. Arthur. It well, was I'm outstanding. Just I'm just glad to see you on the I'm glad that my mind. Thought me ran across your brain. I'm just glad. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All your fraternity brothers were scattered all around, so I could not help. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the uh, I was the parade marshal, and then I had a co-parade marshal to ride with me, and that was your fraternity brother. He's a director of news uh, for CBS 19. This is Steve uh, Jackson. So it was really outstanding. Yeah, it was an outstanding event. I was humbled by the work that the uh, empowerment group put on, the the reception that was held from uh, after the parade, and all the people that gathered around. The program was beautiful. Uh, My minister spoke, and then the constable uh, did the proclamation. Uh, It was just a really, really uh, beautiful event. And next year. I know it's going to be even larger, and God sent us beautiful weather, uh, sunshine mm-hmm. all day long. That's good. To, uh, it, was per, it was actually perfect uh, parade weather, uh, gentlemen, yeah. and it was just yeah. great. Go ahead, Miss Arthur. Go ahead. Just to be clear, okay, this was okay. This was this was uh, was Martin Luther King Day parade and Church McKellar parade in one day. So, That's uh, right. I mean, what it, <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I, as a matter of fact, uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, flyer or not, uh, Dr. Carr, but they put they put my picture and Dr. King's picture together, facing each other, and it says two doctors uh, being honored. And oh, so, wow. uh, oh, wow. so yes, I was, like they, they did a be- I, I have to send that to you. So it, it was a beautiful yeah. event. It, yes. It, it was outstanding. And also, and, 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 go ahead, Mister. Mm-hmm. And also, Shirley, is, is this the first one the town has had? Is that, is that there you there you go there you go. Okay. So this okay. was the inaugural. Yes, Good. this was the very Good. first. We've always had a march, and we always had the march on Monday uh, during the actual day. But this was the parade. So the parade mm-hmm. will take place every uh, year from henceforth on. Uh, the Saturday before uh, Martin Luther King Day, and so uh, yeah, so it, we, we're learning from Long Longview's been having a parade for a long time. We're learning from Dallas, Texas, because I used to go to Dallas to that uh, Martin Luther King Day parade, massive parade uh-huh. uh, that's yeah. held there in in Dallas, one of the largest I think I've ever 
attended. Then, of course, we we went to Washington, D.C. in the past for the March on Washington to um, to uh, represent uh, Dr. King. As a matter of fact, I have my T-shirts uh, for each year that says I was here for the wow. March on Washington with Dr. Martin Luther for Dr. Martin Luther King. So um, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful weekend, beautiful day. Uh, then the reception was held, and then they presented, they unveiled a uh, portrait of me done by uh, Clarence Shackleford. He's a veteran yeah. that painted the artwork. I have to send that a picture of that to you as well, yeah. uh, Dr. Yeah. Carr. Yeah. Uh, it looked more like me than I looked more like me. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. He did a yeoman's job in putting that together uh it was outstanding i, I tell you okay. i salute uh i salute him we'll have to bring him on uh he's had so much talent it was his brainchild to do the uh, parade it was his brainchild to uh have a reception in my honor and it was his brainchild to do dr shirley mckellar day in the city of tyler so and my okay. daughter my, it, 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 go, go ahead Hi, Mike Cooper. Uh, Pastor Mike Cooper, what about Pastor? Uh, not no, yet. He was trying. I don't think he's on. Pastor Cooper, are you there? I, I don't believe he's on yet. He was trying to. Uh, hey, 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 I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say, you know, after, you know, after this past weekend, I just want him to know that, you know, me and him, we friended up. You know, some people marry us, but we friended. Yeah, up. you friended. <laughs> <laughs> you, friend, you friended up this week. You guys saw each other this weekend. Now, uh, now we're that when we got with you. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. We're, we're, all, we're all great friends. We're all friended up to each other. We're all brothers and sisters to each other. And yeah. so that's what, that's what makes this show and this relationship so amazing is that not only are we colleagues, but we're friends. Uh, yes. Even when we finish the show, we're, our boots are always out there on the ground in the same territory, working to make Texas uh, a better place, and, and, and America, because that includes Arkansas, make us mm-hmm. a better place for which uh, we all can live and, and get along with, with one another. And, and we have some of the same goals, and we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about these things uh, tonight of what actually uh, do we want uh, in 2024. As you know, we we could even start out with this part if you want to. But as you know, Iowa, who is a caucus state, uh, is mm-hmm. having their caucus uh, tonight, and they brave that weather. They brave the weather. Now tomorrow we're going to be closed again because why? We don't have the equipment and everything that it takes to make sure that our roads, uh, we, we can take care of our main roads, our main streets, and our main interstate, Interstate 20. They were working up and down Interstate 20 to remove the ice and things uh, off, the, off the interstate because the big trucks still have to tr- uh, transport our goods back and forth. Uh, but our schools, of course, today was a holiday, so it was going to be closed anyways. But tomorrow, the schools are closed again because, first of all, we don't have we don't have all of the supplies in order to keep our streets safe, and especially those roads like where uh, Dr. Hagney lives out in their rural communities. Uh, so we have to make sure that we keep our people safe uh, 
Uh, and uh, so the schools will be closed tomorrow. And by Wednesday, I think we're starting to melt down a little bit. Now, Mr. Arthur, give us a, a little report on North, North Texas. How are you looking out there in your area, up there in your community, as far as the weather is concerned? Well, the roads are pretty much clear this afternoon. You know, of course, now I didn't okay. go out my first time, but I looked in my alley, and my alley said, you know, the roads are clear. <laughs> okay. Your alley said the roads are clearing? Uh-huh. Yeah, so like, like the roads are pretty clear today, actually, to you. It wasn't, it was we didn't have as much as you guys did. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we got hit good. pretty good here in East Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we got hit pretty good. Right, right, right. So what about in your area, uh, Dr. Carr? Well, we don't we don't have a lot of uh, accumulation, but we do have a steady fifteen degree temperature all day, yes, all sir. night long. Yes, sir. And there is yes, some sir. there is some sense that tomorrow, sometimes on tomorrow, we might have a relief in the uh, cold of the temperatures, but the school okay. uh, will be closed again on tomorrow, and things are just moving okay. pretty slow in this in this area. Sure. So it's cold everywhere. Sure. Yes, sir, it is. Yes, yes, sir, it is. And, and my, some of my family lives in the uh, Midwest, Omaha, Nebraska uh, oh. area, Iowa. Oh, yeah. And it, you talking about, they got like about 13 to 15, just talking about 13 to 15 inches of snow. So they, so anytime that they close schools in those areas, you know it's serious. Uh, Pastor Cooper, are you there? Yes, good evening. Oh, okay. Good evening, Pastor Cooper. How are you doing? Cool. Wonderful. Yes, yes. And your weather in your area? Well, uh, I would say it's the most dangerous because uh, it's wet, it's icy, it's slippery, and no one's prepared for it because we're not salting the roads. I think it's the most dangerous. There are probably about uh, 15 car polyps already from north and south. Yeah, I think it's the most dangerous because, you know, like in Dallas and Forward, those areas, you know, the ice machine comes out, the salt machine comes out, all of the snowblower, all that stuff comes out. We don't have that, and we're not. (laughs) We have to shut down. Our schools are closed. We have to shut down. Yes, yes. I was just telling. I just telling them that we uh, we're shut down as well. And then when it starts to melt, that black ice underneath that snow, and it becomes very, very dangerous, very dangerous. So um, it's best plus. Plus, it takes so much energy to, uh, to, to uh, as the old people would say, to fire up that school uh, where, yeah. where it's comfortable. So it's True. best to keep the uh, students at home in their own private setting because by the time you do all of that and, and, and get out there that early preparing all the food and doing all those things. But I'm always, gentlemen, concerned about um, the young kids who look forward uh, to having food there um, at their at the school at that the school. may not have yes or may not have the food that we have in our homes. You know what I'm saying. Amen. So that's yeah, the amen. only yeah. only thing that I'm always concerned about when we do close our schools uh, for those so kids time, that have breakfast at school. Go ahead. So what's Tyler's plan for that exact issue that of which you speak? What's Tyler's schools? What do they do in those situations? Well, we don't have a real plan for that, uh, I don't believe. Uh, I have not ever heard. I, I remember we had 194 hours 
two years ago. Do you guys remember the ERCOT uh, disaster yeah. two years ago? Right. We were at, uh, we yeah, were when Ted Cruz went on board. vacation. There, that's the one. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I got frozen well, my house. Was out of my house. Yeah. My dishwasher, but I wound up with a new house. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, all you songs ain't bad. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Congratulations, Mr. Arthur. You didn't mention that. Yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah, yeah there, was some, there was some flooding that went on, our sorority house flood. There was, it took a long time for people to get around to take care of because there was not enough uh, plumbers and all of that to, to take care of all the damage that was done in our communities across the state of Texas. So, ERCOT said they were ready and prepared for us, according to uh, uh, the uh, Abbott that made his comments on, on the news prior to uh, to us getting there. I think he was on Friday that he was making those comments. So, um, so, so far, our heat's been going, and it's been nice and comfortable. They did have a few hours of saying to lower your your heat as much as you possibly could where it was comfortable and then put on an extra layer of clothes and then they removed that uh, early on today so uh, it only lasted for about a couple of hours so it looks like that we will be okay uh, this time around so let's get into the show gentlemen and um, uh, Dr. Carr has already given us a beautiful update uh, on um, election in his area and he also mentioned that another one of the pastors there is running for uh, an office as well. And now, Dr. Carr, is that on the uh, federal level or the state level that the other gentleman is running? These are both state-level offices. Uh, oh, so District 97, a... right, state-level okay. office, yes. Okay, so yes. your office that you're running for is a state as well. Yes, yes, I'm gotcha. crawling before gotcha. I walk. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Well, that's great. Well, listen, we need more help down there in Austin, Texas. So that's outstanding. So Dr. Carr mentioned that there is another one of his colleagues there in uh, Arkansas area that's running on the state level as well. So we got two out of Arkansas that's running for the state level. So just like he needs more more help in his uh, state house, we need more help in our state house here in Austin, Texas as well. So yes. that's an encouragement that we have some very qualified people, and we're not going to stop with with uh, Pastor Cooper until he holds the off holds an office because he is so talented in every aspect of government. So we need people like him, and we need him to hold some of these offices so that we're getting what we need in order to continue to survive. So let's let's get going. Let's start out. And, and let's talk a little bit about election. Maybe we'll start with uh, election 2024. 20, uh, now, here in Tyler, Texas, in March, we have we have an election going on, and we'll have to bring uh, those. We have the constable election that's going on. We have uh, uh, he's a pastor as well, and that is uh, Raph, Pastor Raph Caraway Jr., uh, who was placed in in the position, and now he's having to run for the position. And then we have Mr. Willie Mims, who actually ran, uh, worked in the constable's office for 23 years. He is a veteran, and uh, 
And so he ran for that seat. I'm sure uh, Pastor Cooper and, and Mr. Arthur, both of you may remember that. Uh, and he won that seat. Uh, and uh, there was a big controversy uh, about uh, signatures, about people said they couldn't read his signatures because he got a list of signatures to put him on the ballot. But they didn't say anything about that when he turned it in and everything got pushed through to Austin, Texas. So he actually won the seat, but a bunch of Republicans uh, carried it to the courtroom. Why? I don't know. And uh, so it eventually ended up that they did not give him the seat, even though he won the seat, he got all Mm. the votes. And so um, it was, it was a little messy there for a minute. So he's running again. Mm. Uh, Mm. He has, as I said, he worked with Constable, uh, the late Henry Jackson, worked 23 years there in office. So uh, those are the two that's running. And then that's in the March election. And then we have, of course, the May election where uh, City Councilman Broderick McGee would have turned out in this May. And then we have three people uh, running for that seat. We have a Caucasian gentleman and then we have a, uh, a, a black gentleman, a Dr. Dexter Floyd, uh, who is a principal uh, in the Tyler Independent School District. And then we have a Miss um, Petra Hawkins, who is, um, who is a registered nurse. And so she's running for the, the position in uh, District 2 on city council. That's the May election. And then, of course, we have the November election. And so we know uh, we know who all is on that November election. That's uh, uh, the state house is uh, running. There's a, a person that's running. We'll have to bring him on. Uh, and then there's, um, there's, of course, the big election. When I say the big election, I'm talking about all the way to the tip tops where the presidential election and then all uh, 435 uh, uh, Congress people uh, will be uh, up for running because you know that's every two years that that thing happens. So, uh, so we got people running all over the place. This is a huge year for elections, and so let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. And I, I pose the question uh, to the team, and and that is uh, what. African Americans look for uh, what are they wanting uh, from uh, from the President of the United States? That's Joe, as we know, President Joe Biden is running again. Uh, Trump is running again, and then Nikki Haley is running. There are several people, and as I did mention, they're caucusing there in Iowa, and so we know that Chris Christie dropped out. So so there's uh, there's three of them that are still there. Right now, well, no, there's there four of them. There's Trump, right, and then the other three, I believe, that's so still there. The, uh, oh, is it three? Only three. Yeah. It's two, two okay. Trump, so it's three total. Right. Okay, three total. Okay, three total running. Okay, right. so there we are. So let's see. Now, unfortunately, we were not able. Uh, Pastor Cooper says that the chairperson of the Texas Coalition of Black Democrats uh, is not available to come on to talk to us tonight, but hopefully Pastor Cooper will be able to set that up where uh, she will be able to come on and talk to us. Her name is Candace Mathers. She is newly elected 
uh, to the Texas Coalition of Black Democrats. So we look forward to having her on. And then, of course, I'm going to kick off by saying that I know that that uh, we're still interested in black, quote, unquote, black people are still interested in the voting rights uh, for African Americans. We want to make sure that every vote is counted uh, and that it's fair. And then we want to talk about uh, mail-in ballots and the importance of us making sure that our people who, and when I say our people, I'm talking about citizens of our communities across uh, across Texas, have the opportunity to cast their vote. We know that we have disabled people that may not be able to get into the polls to vote. So therefore, mm-hmm. that's why we have the mail-in ballots. Now, I'm going to start out by asking, okay, let's, let's start with our candidate. Uh, Dr. Carr, what are your feelings on mail ballots? And do you guys have mail ballots in your area? Uh, we do in our area. And the mail ballot is primarily used for the citizen who has difficulty in getting out of their homes into a voting station and waiting in long lines to cast their votes. So in our area, we we emphasize voter education, uh, dealing with people who do not know the issues, uh, who need to hear from someone who looks like them what those issues are and how they bottom line will affect the people in our area. So we believe that we should uh, not only register people to vote, but I believe that we should educate people in the process so that they are aware when they get behind the curtain and look at the amendments and look at the measures that are placed there before them, they can make not an accidental decision but an intentional choice to do what they think is best with that one vote that they have. So in in Arkansas, the mantra is registration, education, mobilization. That's that's where we're focused because if you get registered to vote, but yet you don't show up at the voting place to vote because you don't have a, a resource to get you there, then we went a long way for nothing. So that's where we're looking uh, in our area with regards to our energy that we're putting into the voting project. Outstanding. So um, you said something really crucial right there, and I believe you said that you want to see people who look like other people or people who look like us or people who look like people they recognize to come before them and talk to them about uh, the voting rights. Very good, very good. And and that's yeah. very interesting. I, I, I spoke with someone not that long ago, uh, uh, Dr. Carr and everybody, and, and they were saying, um, well, I was not – I tried to talk to this person and that person. I knocked on the doors, and they wouldn't open the door. And, and so these were Caucasian people that were working in, in uh, the African-American community. And sometimes African-Americans, and rightfully, rightfully so, we understand – from past history that they may be a little suspicious of who's knocking at their door and they don't know that they're uh, who they are and, and why they're knocking on their doors. So my suggestion to them is when they're out there uh, block walking uh, in the community, unless they are really known 
uh, by the community that they carry a black person with them. Yeah. And uh, and and make sure then then nine times out of ten they will become more receptive. Would you say? I would say so. Yes, sir. Okay. So we appreciate you uh, going to be working down there in Little Rock uh, at your capital, so that uh, things can, you can make some great changes for the state of Arkansas. Can you tell us in particular, Dr. Carr, what are some of the things that you'd like to see uh, change and take place? that perhaps the person that's in that seat right now uh, <laughs> has not has not brought or, or you don't even have to say that. let me regroup let me regroup that well, what would you, <laughs> I don't want to that's put you on the spot excuse me I'm that's so sorry I'm sorry okay tell, tell me what you tell me what you'd like to bring uh, to the capital of Arkansas what are that some of the things that you want to see happen there, there are three things that particularly are in my heart with regard to my intent and my campaign. And one of those things I've been collaborating with uh, Dr. Hagney about, one of those flanks is mental health. There are okay. 450,000 people in our state who have issues of mental health that are being treated uh, with medicines and therapy that don't really directly affect what's wrong with them. Uh, I heard Chris Hedges say the other night that 25% of the people who are in prison in America are not there because they killed anybody or robbed a bank, but they have mental issues and are being treated uh, with the wrong therapy, prison therapy, rather than psychological therapy for their issues. So mental health is really big for me. Uh, economic empowerment. I live in a city where when I look out of my windows, I I see places, I see people who live in circumstances much below uh, my own, and everyone who pays a fair tax and a tax rate deserves an economic empowerment. So I'm interested in how we can build economic empowerment for our citizens in our district I'm interested in mental health. And thirdly, I'm interested in the LEARNS Act. Uh, the book that I wrote should be, will be, can be a resource for all black citizens and can be a curriculum resource in our educational facilities. So I'm going to be pushing hard to, especially people who look like me, uh, we need places of our own. If our governor refuses to recognize placing our history in the curriculums of the schools, we need to do what they're doing in Florida, do it on our own, organize ourselves. So education, uh, mental health, and the economic empowerment are the three planks I'm going to focus on because I know a little bit more about those particularly than I do uh, some other disciplines. I don't want to get spread out and stretched out and try to know something about everything. I think that many candidates make a mistake trying to know a little bit more beyond what their grade of experience and expertise is. So I'm going to stay with what I know and do what I know, and we'll let the cards fall where they may. Outstanding, uh, uh, Pastor, and you're exactly correct. Find those three issues that Mm -hmm. you are really passionate about. 
and stick with them. And, yeah. and you'll learn when you, you go to campaign school how to circle back around uh, because people will throw you all kinds of things when you're out there campaigning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, so you're going to learn when you go to campaign school how to circle back around to your three issues that mm-hmm. you're passionate about. And I appreciate right. that. And you're right. Our jails, and it's not just in Little Rock. It's not just in Arkansas. It's not just in your city where you live. Jail is our largest mental health clinic in this country. Yes. And yes. that is a tragedy uh, that that we've been trying to change for a long time. So thank you so much I, uh, for that work. Pastor, Pastor Cooper, you think uh, we'll, we'll say for any Anybody that's trying to get in, our engineer is not not necessarily right at her desk right now. So she'll open the lines if you think that uh, that uh, Dr. Mathis is trying to get in. So we say press one for those that are listening uh, that have been invited to come to our table uh, to speak, and we'd be glad to open up our lines for you. Uh, Pastor Cooper, go ahead. Yeah, uh, correct. Uh, she did send me some notes, and we all heard some of those in her acceptance speech of the chair position. And her concern is getting out the black vote. And, and we've seen where uh, she's aggressively uh, trying to capture the attention of non-voters. Uh, she's upset with the race to turn out and the mayor's race in Houston, although she's the chair for the state of Texas. She used that as an example of what's happening across the state of Texas uh, with Congresswoman Chief Jackson Lee losing because people chose to sit out that election. That, you know, we, we can't sit out. Uh, it's basically the message that she's sending across right now. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, we were all a little curious. I'm glad you brought that, uh, that election up. Uh, Pastor Cooper, because we were all a little thrown off with the results of that uh, election. And we know that during the general, uh, he got 34% and she got 32% of the votes. And then when when the runoff came about, he got 67%, I believe, it was, and she got 34% or 32, that same little percent. So people were a little uh, thrown off with that large, you know, it was a vast difference uh, in, in the uh, numbers. So, um, and, and that's it, what she's it, upset about. And, and that cannot happen, and it's happened in other cities. That's right. uh, it happened here that's in Beaumont. Right. Uh, we had our first female African-American uh, mayor. And she went into a runoff also the first year she won, and and she was able to hold him off. But then at the same time, uh, the next year, she loses by not less than 900 votes. And that's because people are not being consistent. They're sitting out, and then we have those voters that have not been reached. Uh, that's not your typical bo- voters, you know. You're not the uh, uh, baby hey. boomers. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Arthur. And here, but now you got to add also that you also okay, yeah, that all y'all said, but also you got people making deals. You know what I'm saying you got people making mm-hmm. deals. No, we don't know mm-hmm. what you're saying. Well, I'm just yeah, saying that's what I said. You know, people making deals. Who's making deals? Why they, 
I don't know. Politicians, voters? No, no. Now, politicians, community, power players, uh, you know, so forth and so on. You know, something else is probably. That's another point uh, 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 for a list. uh, And she sent me a a large list, and we all can read it. I'll send it later. We can dissect it. And uh, she's going to hold your uh, African-American leaders. Keep in mind, this is Texas Coalition of Black Democrats. So it's not just Democrats, and it's not just a a group. They're targeting uh, African-American leaders on purpose. And one of her things is to hold them accountable to help bring up other African-American leaders because we're losing those seats in those offices. And and that doesn't mean that we want every position to be black. It just means that they're looking for a voice and representation at the table, and we're losing. In the state of Texas, we've lost more seats uh, at the table in city council and mayor's seat, other seats Mm -hmm. like that, uh, county uh, commissioners, uh, port commissioners, all of these things. Uh, Matter of fact, I think somebody told me that one of the longest-serving commissioners, uh, Commissioner Brooks, in Fort Worth and step down and retire. So you're going to lose, you're losing those seats and we're not replacing them. And everybody's okay with it. That's apathy that's sitting out. Well, you remember, Cooper, that was one of our issues with the coalition, remember, was the fact that they weren't doing any of that. Right. And, and so that, that's on her agenda, that's on her list to go after that that. and to hold those officials uh, accountable to help bring up other officials that look like them, that should be replacing them. Uh, matter of fact, there's another inter- interesting uh, race that's going on that also involves Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. Uh, there are some people, that's going to be an interesting race. There are some people saying that it's time for a change. Uh, Madam Amanda Edwards has uh, bumped around long enough in Harris County to where they're calling for change. So that, that race is going to be closer than what it used to be in the years gone by. Uh, I've done some uh, background work and dissecting. Uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee has been maintaining that position anywhere from 67 to 70% of the vote for almost 25, 30 years, however long she's been in that office. And so I think she's a little nervous now. But I, I think to hold accountability, to hold folks accountable, she should be nervous because I, I like the interviewer. We need to invite her to the show. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee is. How many people? That's African American, look like her, walk like her, talk like her, came from the same background that she that she's elevated and, and pulled up. We have to hold one another accountable. We have to do it, and that's one of the things that uh, our, our new elected chair is uh, planning to do. I have a question, Pastor Cooper. Sure. I wanted to yeah. get some clarity on Sheila Jackson Lee and the accountability issue. Are you are you enunciating that there are African American people who want her to be more accountable record-wise uh, historically for what she has done for the black community? Where where are the minds of the people who want her to be uh, accountable? Let me, let me be, uh, be clear and uh, clear my throat. They, they are looking for people in position, not necessarily just Congresswoman Sheila Jackson, but has been in these positions for 20, 25, 30 years. Okay. To show the list of other folks that look like them, that okay. they help into position, accountable for, for them, mentored them, groomed them, prepared them, and got okay. them ready for other slots and positions in the community. Where okay. is that taking place? We have lost okay. positions and seats 
and we're not uh, reaching out and helping the other one up and maintain those seats. That's half of it's our fault. And, and, okay. and so the, the voters have lost interest because um, it's, it, you know, it's the me bucket. You know, it's, it's all about me. And so once we, that one person gets that one seat, they're not, no longer reaching out uh, to, mm-hmm. to others. As a matter of fact, I, I, was in, I was involved, and I think Dr. Cheryl McKellar was in that same meeting. Uh, one of those closed door meetings, I, I kind of like, whoa, this is one of those meetings that's happening. And uh, I was chastised, to say the least, for, for being aggressive to, to make sure that two of the most intelligent women in the world, and I didn't know them very well at the time, so I would go mm-hmm. back and double down on my stance, and she can uh, attest to this. Uh, I was very aggravated, and I, I let it be known that uh, in the black community, we not only was I uh, trying to hold us accountable, but I was trying to hold other folks that didn't look like us accountable because mm-hmm. if we're not promoting each other up and down the ticket, we're going to lose right. those other seats. And when we do that, we can then fill the tree. But the problem is we send one person up the tree, and then there, there are no more branches and leaves that, that, that are growing, and then mm-hmm. the tree dies, and we wonder why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but hey, I, I, hey, I, my, do you call that, 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 that conversation? I'm trying not to hurt feelings yes. and say names right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and and, and my thing, you're you're right, Pastor Cooper. It, but my thing is, and and I say this all of the time, that I don't just go to the polls just for somebody else. I go first to the polls for me. And I say to the people, okay, I understand that you may become a little thrown off a little bit and and with with people who are in office. Go talk to those people who are holding those seats, right? Tell them what you need. Don't stop going to the polls to vote and us losing those seats. Go to, if, if there's something that you want to talk to me as an elected official about in this community that you see that I can do that maybe uh, I, I haven't touched or, or I haven't done what you thought that I should Great do, point. come and Great talk point. to me about that. Don't not go to the polls because when we don't go to the polls, we lose. We <laughs> lose when we don't go to the polls. So talk to your elected officials and tell them what you want to see happen in your community. That's why I pose the question, what is it that black people want from their mm-hmm. elected officials? Mm-hmm. And I started out by saying we want, we want civil rights, we want equality, but we want that economic growth that, that Dr. Carr is talking about. We want to spread that wealth. And the way we do that, we don't do it by staying at home. We do it by keeping our boots out there on the ground. We've got to keep them out there. We can't stop, never, ever, until they shove the dust over our faces. That's when we rest. Otherwise, we've got to work. Absolutely. And it's amazing, said because uh, the other side of my, my background is economics, and so I get to see yes. it. Uh, all over, and I don't think they know how to voice uh, their frustrations, uh, and so that's the reason why we have to be the people we are. We have to kind mm-hmm. of listen and have the town hall meetings and, and get to really there know. There you go. Which is there you go. Yeah, which is the reason why I get frustrated with us as candidates and, and those that are holding offices and, and, and all of that, uh, because 
without those town hall meetings and without going door to door and listening, you're not going to know what to uh, run on. You're not going to know what was right. right. uh, prevalent, right. uh, what's That's on right. the hearts. And, and I'm, I'm going to give Dr. Carr some, some tips because I'm telling you what I hear. In the African-American community, we're more likely to repossess our cars. Okay. In the African-American mm-hmm. community, we're more likely, and you talk about economics, we're more likely to live in an apartment uh, complex at Section 8 housing. That's it. That's uh, it. And, and we're more likely uh, to shack up and not get married because if they do get That's married, it. they're going to go from paying $50 a month to $900 a month in rent. And so now this, this man that, that wants to, this boy that wants to be a man, can't afford that because he's making $10, right. $11 an hour, and he can't afford that's to it. put that's a ring it. on it because if he puts a ring that's on it, it, then he's going to have to. Yeah, I mean, these are the things that are real. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm listening every day. Go ahead. Let me say something about the economic piece. You know, in the context of what you just said, uh, America, we, we, we operate on a, a 21 plus trillion dollar GDP a year, you know, gross domestic product. Uh, African-Americans, okay, China's like 17 trillion. Okay, African-Americans, we, we, we have like a $2.5 trillion GDP among ourselves. That's, that's, that's larger than most countries. But yet, but yet, we can't access that $2.5 trillion to scale ourselves to do what we need to do for ourselves. That's systematic. That's, and so we need, I, I won't, I want to hear some politicians address that. I want, I want to address that. Why we can't access that 2.5 trillion? Why we just buying stuff? You know, I, 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 I want to say something in regards to that. Every politician may not have the background of those economics like Pastor Cooper. So sometimes you may have to have that elected official to bring in the person who has that background, who knows economics, who can explain that to the people uh, that in the town hall meeting. Say you, you, you call a town hall meeting and, and there's so many points that you want to point out. What we got to make sure that happens is that when we host these town hall meetings, it's not the same little handful of people. I've had town hall meetings. The people that needed to be in the town hall meetings are not there. They're either at home or they but, may be at work. I'm not saying surely. they may. Oh, just let me finish, and then I'm gonna let you talk. Uh, mm-hmm. They they may they may not be there. Mr. Arthur has been in some of these town hall meetings, so he knows what I'm talking about. It's the people who have that knowledge of economics or the people who knows what's going on in their community, they're there. But the people who really, really need to be there Mm. to hear how they they can improve themselves economically. We preach all the time uh, the importance of advancing yourself. How, how can you advance yourself? Is it education? Is it just re- I mean, and education comes in all kinds of forms. You may not, it may not be a structured education where you go and sit in the classroom and acquire that degree, but you can pick up a book and learn how to read. You know what, you know what they say about information that's in a book, and I'm not even going to quote that because I want to get rid of that. 
uh, ideology, <laughs> right? But everybody knows what I'm talking about. Go ahead, Mr. Oh, Arthur. It's your time. Well, your look, turn. John says it, is that is that those people that you're talking about, which I'm not wasting my time even with them. But anyway, them people you're talking about, they're not the reason that I can't get access to this 2.5 trillion. And so what I'm saying is that. Yeah, we can talk about that, and, and those are real. Those are real issues. I mean, what you're saying is real, so that's why my question is that. But I'm saying that ain't the reason why we can't get hold of that 2.5 trillion. I'm saying we need to study on that. No, oh, that's no, what, and that's not what I'm saying. Okay, no, what I'm saying is that people who need to improve themselves, you can act. You know how to go and find. I don't. I don't need. You don't need me as an elected official to go and find. You know how to apply for grants. You know how to find that money that even uh, the Vice President Kamala Harris was talking about the other day that's out there. So if you, if you as an individual don't know how to find it and you have a business that you want to access some of those funding, some of that grant money and all of that, so there are people who look like us that knows how to write those grants and get that kind of money. We, we didn't just end up getting $5 million for a breast cancer awareness grant because we waited and depended upon an elected official to do that. We got on the, we got on the computer and found what medical grants were out there that we could do things that we were interested in doing, which was breast cancer research for African-American women. That's how we were able to get that. And then we went to grant writing schools. Dr. Carolyn Harvey, Ms. Abby Starling, and myself got $5 million because we went to grant writing schools, learned how to write grants, and then was able to get that money through University of Texas. So no, all I'm saying, so all, well, this is a second, all I'm saying is that I'm not going to sit around and wait for somebody else. <laughs> I'm going to get out there and put my boots on the ground and right. help myself find where I need to go. Go ahead. Right. And based on, okay, like that's one way, but that's not, that's not the economy that I'm talking about. There's another economy over here where a 2.5 trillion is a consumer economy. And, so, and, and you're right, yes, that's one way you can go, you'll get a grant. But, but what the Africans have finally figured out is why they're changing their, their processes now. They figured out as long as they were getting A's and grants from these Western countries, they were going to stay poor. So what we need to do is we need to figure out us an economy over here, because we've been colonialized inside America. We need to figure out an economy over here for ourselves where, where we can, uh, you know, do the same thing. We can actually, you know, empower ourselves. Because, like I say, okay, that's one way, grants and loans, but, you know, hey, but I'm just saying, you know, there's another economy that we need to be hooking up with that we used to have before we integrated. You know, we just didn't integrate our system into the big system. But, you know, we had our own stuff. We had our own institutions. You know, we have Black Wall Street and all like that. But it ain't like we haven't mm-hmm. had it. Mm-hmm. It's just that when we integrated this time, I mean, you know, this last time, they, uh, the, our, our economic piece fell out. So our infrastructure was was torn out. And so we don't have, they just turned us into a, a big group of consumers. And so I'm, okay, I'm, so, I'm saying. So, so, Mr. Arthur, now, now we know that we don't have that power like we used to have. So we have to learn how to deal with the new way of empowering the that, black community. No, but we do okay. have that power. But we do have that no, power. We, we have no, we, we have, no, we have the, no, we have the people, but you mentioned Black Wall Street. And we so my, the, only, the, only, the only point that I'm making is that we don't have mm-hmm. a divided community anymore where 
all in our black community, we had all of businesses. We never used to go past Front Street in Tyler, Texas. Why? Right. Because we had everything we needed in the northern mm-hmm. sector of our northwest Tyler had everything right. it needed. Okay, so we don't mm-hmm. so we're not set up that way anymore is all I'm saying. So we have a different right. manner in which we empower ourselves and the black community and the community of colors. Go ahead. Uh-huh. All I'm saying is that two point five trillion is larger than Russia, larger than a lot of G seven countries. Don't make no sense for us not to be able to access that monies in a way where we can create an economic critical mass to scale ourselves. I'm saying I agree. we need some positive that. I, I agree 100%. I'm, I think we're on the same page, but all I'm saying differently from what I hear you saying is that we, we empower ourselves very differently from the way and the manner in which we were empowered uh, pre-integration. Dr. Dr. Carr, any comments? And, and Dr. Uh, Pastor Cooper. Well, to think about $2.5 trillion being uh, generated by African-American people in America, it's, I, I think about, I don't know why I'm saying Ralph Nader, but I do know why I'm saying Ralph Nader. He is a voice to me that echoed what, people with money can do if we focus on an agenda for that people group. And so in my view, uh, we need men like, you know, Pastor Cooper and yeah. Mr. Fleming who are right. who have an expertise in those areas to That's come right. to our town halls and teach us, disseminate the information. And I think once we know we become empowered. So I think we just need we need teachers. You know, John Henry Clark believed that uh, we needed more writers, more teachers. And what these two men are saying uh, to me uh, comes home because if I know what to do with my dollar, that's going to benefit me. And you teach me how this dollar can be spent to help me to build my community, to ensure my family's well-being, then I'll be in a better position to follow the go-by, if you will, the pattern that's laid. So I think what is being said is key is just that where is or who are the African-American Ralph Naders who can teach us how to use two and a half trillion dollars to better ourselves. Right. Where well, are they and who are they? Very good. And what I heard you say is surround yourself with those positive people that know, such as Mr. Flemings and Pastor Pastor yes. Cooper. That that's one of that's one of the ways that we achieve that empowerment. And and then of course we, we have to be really assertive because we know that there are some people out there that may not want us to keep our monies in our own community. I think Mr. Arthur is talking about the the, uh, the amount of money that black people spend on a yearly basis and mm-hmm. what do we really have to show for it. So mm-hmm. so we got to be positive with each other. We we have to if you own a if I own if I own a business or you own a business, I'm not going to drive by your business and go across town and spend 
I'm gonna I'm gonna spend my money in my community. That's what I believe in spending my money in my community. If we look mm-hmm. at how long we hold on to a dollar, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about we as African Americans, mm-hmm. we don't keep it in our pocket in our community long. very long. So we have to take long. full responsibility for our actions and what we do and how we live. We gotta practice that self care. We gotta care. I gotta care for Pastor Cooper. I gotta care for for Doctor Doctor Hagney. I gotta care for Doctor Carr. I gotta care for Mister Fleming, and I gotta care for me. I gotta care for me first, and then I can. Then I'm gonna be able to care for others. That's my way of empowering myself and keeping helping to keep my money in the community, and then not to spend every dime that we have. Let's mm-hmm. learn how to save some money. Well, right. let me say what happened. Well, let me just give you a little bit about okay. how we actually. America was corporatized. Uh, 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 corporation became people. Uh, money became speech. When they did that, that was a script flip up. They turned mm-hmm. they turned into black folks economically. You know, as far as, you know, as, far as how they do them. Now, so you, and so you roll it forward now. And of course, it was already it was already pretty much like that. You know, going toward that. So now, when you build up new towns or, or, or new areas, first thing they do, you you go in, you can see the same uh, McDonald's, uh, you know, just the same strip mall people. No matter where you go, no matter where you go, it's the same group. And so, there there's actually they're actually blocking out, you know, regular folks. Just corporations stripping, you know, strip malls in these towns. Is what I mean. I mean, they got different ones there, but they all, you know, same thing. You go to any of them. So mm-hmm. it comes down to how do we how do we go up against that? Because that's where the, the community investors will come in at. Now, if you're gonna bring those places in, and they're owned by black folks because they're in a black area, oh, that's one thing. But that's not what's happening. You know. Well, well we, we, as, we as black people got to learn to speak up for our black communities. We have the microphone right here, right now. We're speaking up on behalf of our black communities. We're encouraging people to buy black communities because we have great goods as well. And then it's our job as citizens in our communities everywhere. As I mentioned, go to those leaders that we're talking about. And, and tell them, look, look, I want fair and equitable policies uh, made at law. Every single executive meeting that I'm in, I'm talking about Northwest Tyler, Texas. Black people live in that community. And I, and I say to them, this community has been overlooked long enough. And it won't continue in my watch. It won't. But however, I need I need people that look like us to show up mm-hmm. sometimes. Everybody's not Amen. retired and everybody's not working. I mean everybody <laughs> I'm, excuse me, everybody's not working and some folks right. are retired. And they can show right. up. Yeah. And, and, and encourage the ones that are fighting the fight. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. So we got work to do. We can't just lay everything on the elected official. We got a job to do as well. 
and we need to show up for that job. Use our voice and lift up. About the you know the overall. So I know that I have. I'm saying I haven't heard. I haven't heard that elected official even approach that. And I'm saying that you know we got Africa rising. There's going to be opportunities for us to scale on a global scale. So and by the time, by y'all some more about that in some other shows. But basically, there is and, some and that's a federal thing too. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, Arthur, let me let me help you out with something. Let me just go ahead and make it clear that I'm going to disagree with you right now because the conversation you have is exactly what they're running from. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, and, and, and for seven years, eight years now that I've been doing this, I've learned mm-hmm. more listening than anything else. You're talking about a global scale, big scale. These people are talking about yeah. what's in it for me. What's in it for me? You know, we call it the Wi-Fi. What's in it for me? Uh, uh, they want to know. When, when we first started, Dr. William Barber and everybody else that we were talking to, $12 right. an hour. $12, right. well, $12 an hour right. is nothing now. $20 right. an hour. That's nothing. So right. $12 an hour, you can't even afford a new car. You can't even get a fruit because that's $1,920 a month because you can't afford the yeah. average car payment is $742 per month. Average car payment. I'm not even talking about uh, mm-hmm. a, a G-Wagon. I'm talking about the average vehicle, $742. So the guy at $1,900 a month. He has to go home and tell mom and daddy at 33 years of age that I need you to co-sign for me. I'll put this in your name. That's humiliating, and he's no longer doing it. So now he's going to get in a hoopty that is going to break down, and he's going to lose his job because he can't get to work on time. These mm-hmm. are the things that's happening. They don't want to hear the global scale. They want to hear, what are you going to do to change that, fix that $20 an hour? That puts you at $3,260 a month. At $20 an hour, after you take taxes out of there, insurance out of there, by the time you pay a, a car note, a house note, a rent, you are broke. You can't afford the gas, the insurance to keep it. And that's the reason why most of the people right now today don't do not get into an automo- uh, automobile wreck, uh, automotive wreck, because what's going to happen, and don't let it be their fault. Their insurance is not going to cover because they don't have insurance. More people are driving uninsured right now to the point that they used to put single interest insurance on your car payment with the lien holder find out that you didn't have insurance. They're no longer bothering with that anymore because they're afraid that they won't even pay the payment, much less than the $2,100, $2,800 worth of single interest insurance they put on these uh, car loans. So they want to hear about that. They want to hear – they don't want to hear about global. They don't care about global. They want to know about nephew, uh, Bubba, Earl, Joe Vido, hey, hey, Tito. Hey, Coop. Hey, Coop. Yeah. Hey, Coop, the global conversation yeah. ain't for ain't for them. It ain't for them people that you talk about. No, this was good. But that's that, your voters, and that's the reason why. That's the reason why Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee lost her election that she should have won hands down uh, in Houston, Texas. Because in Harris County right now, those folks are suffering. Right now, Houston, Texas is, is, uh, is self imploding. No one is standing. I'm standing. I know because I, I basically live there. Uh, when you go there right now, if you're not living in Katy, you don't live in Houston. If you're not living in Sugarland, you don't live in Houston. If you're not living in the mm-hmm. Woodlands. Uh, Umbel, mm-hmm. Atascocita, Kingwood, that's you don't it. live in Houston. The people that's left yeah. behind right Tell now, all people are left behind. All people are Tell shipwrecked us. in the 16 the toilet bowl right now where it's flooding and you can't get out. My daughter's going to yeah. University of Houston right now in third ward. You you can't go to the service station without looking like you're in a third ward com- uh, country. Okay, so tell us Those why. Those are the people that we're missing. Okay, That's so right. tell us why. Those that live in the 18th district, but go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Yes. yes. I, I, I'm asking, okay, all that you just said. Now, tell us why you think she should have worn hands down. I'm telling you why she didn't win hands down. 
because those people are still left behind and nothing's changed for them. And we got a congresswoman, we're all talking about a congresswoman that's been in power and position 30 years. To them, now that sounds like that stuff inflated and what have you done for me? And nothing's been done for me. And that's the reason why a president that used to be president say, listen, you tried everybody else. They've done nothing for you. What have they done for you? And they go back home and look at the fact that they, 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 they have foreclosures, repossessions. They have to go get somebody else to co-sign and re-co-sign. They've got three and four people in the household. The loan is in a car name. you got the daughter signing for the mothers. The mother's embarrassed. The mother wants to be on the car loan. I'm telling you, I see it every day. And it's not just happening in Beaumont, Texas. It's happening in Houston, Texas. It's happening in Dallas, Texas. Because now, go ahead. So you're saying she was held accountable. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying they held her accountable, but not voting for her. They said we won't change, and they, and, and here the long time. My, my my friend, my sister, my older sister, saying Dr. McKellar saying is that they need to reach out to the uh, reach out to the uh, political party, the political leaders, and, and tell them what they want. But they're not going to reach out. They're tired of reaching out. They're just sitting down. And they're going to sit it out, and and that's what's happening across the globe. That's what's happening in our, uh, our neck of the woods. That's what's happening everywhere. And that's well, what they're well, we're going to. We're going to see how that works out for them. Uh, <laughs> we're going to see how that works out for them well, with the person that they have elected right now. Right. Right. We, well, we don't see. Yeah, that person that they elected, they can care less because it's kind of like the other person that if they don't get out and vote, they're going to get other guy. I, I want, can, I, can I read this? I, I just Googled sure. what has Sheila Jackson Lee done for the 18th district? And it goes on to say that she represents the 18th Congressional District of Houston, Texas, uh, centered in Houston, the world's energy capital. She was appointed the first female ranking member. And it says during her congressional tenure, Jackson Lee has been a supporter of many progressive policies. She introduced the Essential Transportation Workers Identification Credential Assessment Act in 2023, and uh, she worked on the Firearms uh, License and Registration Act in 2021, and that's it stops right there. It uh, doesn't go any further to say anything else. Well, it, yeah, it does. Uh, it goes on down and it talks about uh, how she was effective in and the energy area influence says Sheila Jackson Lee is an influential and forceful voice in Washington. Now, what I want to say, okay, it says she is serving her 14th term uh, as United States representative, 14, so uh, times two years, and that tells you how many, to how long, uh, 28 years that she has served. 20, almost as a 30 member. years, you're right. She, yeah, yes. She represents yeah. the 18th district the world's uh, capital. Now, what I what I I have to say is that we we have to go and look at where her name is on the bills there in Washington D.C. And then you have to go look determine. At it. You shouldn't have to go. Yeah, look well, at I don't it. know. I well, I don't know. Yeah. See, I, because I don't live yeah. in Houston, so that's why I'm I'm just I'm talking about but me personally. I, I, Go ahead. She's a polarizing figure, which is the reason why she had such a big opposition. People ask her not to run because she has been many people voted that wanted right. her not to be in the seat. They came out on purpose. I, I, I didn't want. I want. I wanted Chris to run for that seat in, in, in uh, Houston, Texas. But he said down after uh, she decided I know. to run for that. Seat. I, oh, I remember very down. well. And, and so, and, and, and that's my point again and again. I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm just telling you the lay yeah, of the land. Too. I don't care. 
And, right. and so right. I'm telling you that we're going to have to rethink this stuff at some point. Right. And we're going to have to right. be big boys and girls, put up our big blue jeans, our big boots, <laughs> and we're going to have to say, mm-hmm. listen, we're going to have to corner these folks right. and say, you've done your time and, and, and you've mm-hmm. limited with your time. That's a sad mm-hmm. resume that you just read there. I'm just going to let me see. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a sad resume. Mm-hmm. That's, that how you just read there. That's how I see. Uh, okay. And the most powerful, the third largest city in the United States, and that's exactly. what we get from it. And exactly. then, okay. And I'm not saying that's all. I'm just saying what what is on the what is on the internet. Okay, well, I just pulled well, that okay, up. Okay, well, so it. I don't know. And watch it. Either one okay. of those candidates. Uh, I didn't see uh, Amanda Edwards in Austin when there was a group of us when the news showed there up. There you go. I didn't see. Didn't know I, there you there. go. I didn't see Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. Uh, I did see Congresswoman Chief Jackson Lee when, when the global news hit when we were in uh, Washington, D.C., when MSNBC showed up, CNN showed up. I got that and I get it. But, uh, again, that's glam time. What are you doing on the ground? Cause, cause, on the ground? But, we have to, but we have to remember where, where these people serve. She serves in Washington, D.C. Okay, so she, does, she didn't serve, well, even though all politics are local, but where but are you collaborate with, with the with the local with the, with with the, the local people folks in, in Houston Boris exactly. Moss, which is state senator exactly. in the Houston area. Exactly. Yeah, they exactly. should have been there at, at the state capitol with us come out there. Precious, there's a guy that we give a hard time to when it comes to and, and we do not listen. This is what mm-hmm. people need to understand. And that's probably the reason why I'm mm-hmm. not in office and I don't care. I'm gonna keep holding people accountable. Uh, there you go. Brother Arthur, there are folks that continue to not want to speak to us because they ask, hey, don't talk about charter schools. Don't talk about education. That's my platform. That's what we're going to talk about. So, sir, when we mm-hmm. show up, you better be ready to talk about it, discuss and tell us what you're going to do for our, our people. And, and if you don't want to talk about it because it's right. not a comfortable conversation for you, oh, well. But at the same time, at least that person that didn't like talking about charter schools, he was there. He right. showed up. He was there. Right. And so that's all I'm saying, show up. And, 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 and be the voice, even if it's not in your territory. Guess who else was out there? I sent y'all pictures three weeks ago. I didn't even know I was going to mm-hmm. be talking about this tonight. The new mayor of Houston hey. was at the, those events and in the rotunda with us singing hymns and praises. That guy was there. Okay, so here I just pulled up more. It says that she is the author and lead sponsor of the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act which established the first new federal holiday in 38 years. Is that then it says, no, great. Good job. Thank you for that. But yeah. is that No, yeah. keep going. Well, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about yeah, what I listed that she's oh, done. I, I know. Right. I, I, I know. I'm then just, it says I'm she's, the, yeah, she's the art, yeah. author and fighter for the pa- uh, passage of the Violence Against Women's Act Love that it. she initiated but and was signed by the president. Yeah. Well, well, here, here, let, let me let me just uh, throw this little part in, uh, like we were telling to Doctor uh, to uh, Doctor Carr. Uh, Find whatever your three strong points is that you work with that is really right. impressing on you. Economics has always been important for me, but however. Yeah. Economics is not, not a local. It's not a local city council issue, even right, though right, right. I am big on economic growth and development. And as a matter of fact, we have an economic right. Oh, most and, 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 and we we yeah. have a well, we have an economic growth and development uh, uh, committee that we work with our economic development people, which is 
a local issue in Houston, Texas, that I'm sure that somebody on city council works directly with your economic development person, because I know Houston has a large, if we have one the size that we have in Tyler, I know that Houston has even a larger economic development uh, program, which is a separate entity that works mm. in ch- along with the cities throughout the country. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so everything that we have to remember this, that everything that Congress people work on is yeah. on a federal, it's on a top a level up here. And then there are things that the state level works on. And then and I'm not saying anything that everybody doesn't already know. Then there are things that the local people work on. Now, when I pulled up her full, when I put when I pull up her full bio, there's a long litany of things that they have listed that she has done during her time. And I but the impact is not there locally because we would hear about it and we would see a reflection of it. There are some areas you can go to in Houston, Texas right now, and there's no way mm-hmm. in the world you can tell them you're going to be comfortable. You can't, she probably can't get to her home. The, those areas look like bombs have been set off in those areas. And, I mean, and, and keep horrible. in mind there, there's a lot. There, uh, we never hear anything about, who is that we never hear anything about of the male in Houston, Texas? Come on, tell me who that person is. I know we already know. Right now? The best right. friend. The other federal representatives in Houston, Texas, that we never hear. We only hear hear the name Sheila Jackson Lee. But that city is so large that there's others that help to run that city. But, however, it's it's the city council people who actually takes care of the city of Houston, Sheila Jackson Lee represents on a federal level. And every, everything, everything that she has done is a federal act that represents everybody in the United States of America. Go ahead. President Joe Biden gave uh, what, trillions and trillions of dollars to rebuild infrastructure, and there's money that was there right. that we, we right. had our ex-mayor got $20 million to rebuild our port uh, where the uh, right. Melda messed it up. So we got $20 million. Right. She went up there. She came back down to check. You have to fight for your community, your constituents. Yes. And I'm just saying yes. that, I, I, listen, yes. I'm just reporting news. So Who is your federal rep uh, in your area? What's the name? Oh, we, it's, it's all Republicans, and, and they can kill us. We nope. got the Speaker right, of the House right. in Texas. And then you, our federal right. rep is, uh, 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 you never see him. I can't even think of his name right now. Randy Weber. Okay. Randy, Randy Webb, Republican okay. Randy Webb. Yeah, he does ne- never heard his name, Paul. Never. Hey, let me say, he does not. Let me say, Shirley. Let me say, I heard his name. You know, Sheila came along uh, at a time the Democratic Party here in Texas completely sold out, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so, basically, for years, she's been like pro forma, just like the whole system. You know, you know, Coopie, I mean, you had a conversation. So she, so, so she's been rolling along this pro forma system where she really hasn't had she hasn't she hasn't felt the pressure to really have to go quote do anything pro se per se. That's what they said. And, Matter of fact, turnout is gonna be low and it's gonna be to advantage. This is a new point where we got we actually got all these black folks here in Texas that can actually vote that we're gonna go and get the vote. Uh mm-hmm. and they look okay, what have you did 
And then they're going, wait a minute, I ain't, and to hear, all leadership start, you know, with a feeling. You know, like you see somebody, you hear them, you know, start with a feeling. She don't give them that feeling. Absolutely. And sometimes it's personality because I'm, I'm sitting here reading a long, 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 long list of things that she's done because, once again, everything that she's done is on the level for where she is elected, and that's the federal level. So, it, so what she's done affects everybody across this country from cancer Correct. research, education, right. Uh, paycheck. Right. Now there's there's economics right there. Paycheck Fairness right Act. That's it. Paycheck right. Fairness right. Act. But, pregnant women's. But wait, we, wait. Listen up. Pregnant women's yeah. Fairness Act. Uh, I mean, there, it, you have to go and Google and read all. It. Okay, here's another one. The juvenile. Here's another one. Juvenile Accountability Block Grant Reauthorization and Bullying. Prevention and Intervention Act, the Federal Prison Bureau Nonviolence Offenders Relief Act. And I've seen her working at it. I've seen her working at She is a champion for women and children supporting the Paycheck Fairness Act. So these are all things, uh, the Commercial Space Industry Act, the Triple Negative Breast Cancer Research and Education Act, uh, the Congressional Children's Caucus Act, um, she was the founder, member, and chair of the Congressional Pakistan Caucus and the Congressional Children's Act. She's also, well, we know, okay, she's, she's the Congressional Black Caucus Energy Brain Trust Act, the co-chair of the Justice Reform Task Force. I don't know what that, oh, Justice Reform, because she's an attorney. So that's not surprising right. that she would do right. things such as that. So right. I, 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 okay. can't, I can't, I can't I sit back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anything about Africa? No, I don't see anything about Africa. No, I don't see anything about Africa. Let me go. But but everything that is everything here is about the homeland. Okay, the homeland. Here's another one. She was a senior member of the Home Committees on Judiciary, Homeland Security, and and Crucial Budget Committee Act. So. A crime and oh, oh, she's on the subcommittee for Crime, Terrorism, and Homeland Security Act, and now she is the chairperson of that particular committee. Now I don't know what the Raise Act is. Uh, let's see, she okay, congressional major legislative initiative including Sentencing Reform Act, the George Floyd Law. We knew she did that. Law Enforcement uh, Trust and Integrity Act, the Raise Act. I don't know what that is. The Fair Chance for Youth Act. Don't know what that is. The Kimberly Bunn Firearms Safe Storage Act and the Khalees Law. Don't know what that is. The American Rising Act. Um, now I know Africa is really important to us, right? But America is more important to me. Amen. Amen. Because I live, I live in America. The guy next door lives in poverty in Houston, Texas. It's a horrible situation in Houston, Texas. Sure. I am telling sure. you, and all those acts, because you've been there for 28 years, so of course you're going to be on committees, you're going to be there. I'm talking about, then what do you fight for when you leave there? My job is not, I mean, the, the, if we had some acts, what we've been doing together since we've all been together for eight years, there would be a whole bunch mm-hmm. of acts. Our acts are our performance outside when we're fighting, when we're delivering the news, when we're on a radio show, when we're uh, talking to our local 
uh, uh, mayors and commissioners and, 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 and making sure that we get the money for the uh, people that have been evicted uh, whenever there's uh, an issue across the country and people are unemployed and, and uh, when it's not right and we're fighting the local justice of the peace and asking them to put off evictions and and all those things. That's, that, that's all. Lo- that's all local. That's all local. That's stuff. all local. That, that, for that, people, people that work, the people that we got to hold the people who are working in these positions accountable. Absolutely. The last thing I'm going to say, it says the U.S. News and World Report named her as one of the ten most influential legislators in the United States House of Representatives, and it goes on to say a bunch of more stuff about her. Now, now and, let me just tell you, let me let me just share. Can I just share this? What then? I'm gonna give it to you, Mr. Arthur. We had a person in Tyler, Texas, by the name of Louis Gomert, that stayed in office yes. for 25 years and never right. authored one bill, not one, not one bill. And I ran, I ran the. I don't care white? what color he is. I know he's white. I'm talking <laughs> to my point that I'm talking about is that we had a person that if you go if you go pull up his bio and see what you can find that he did on the federal level because these are like people who like work Weber. absolutely. There you go. Like I, mean, I never Nobody heard of Randy Weber's name. Congress never heard it. Randy Weber. That's why Congress. <laughs> Right, but everybody's heard of Louis Gomert in this country almost because he right, made right. such an idiot of of East Texas, of East Texas. So you you would never get a layout of him like I just gave you a layout of what she's done because these because we the one thing that I can tell you unequivocally and I'm gonna give it back to anybody who wants to speak. We have to understand what happens in certain areas on in these positions what happens on the federal level and what we work at on the federal level, what we work at, what Dr. Carr is going to work at on the state level. He's not going to work on the federal level. He's going to work on the state level. He's not even going to work on the city council level. He's going to work on the state level. So what I work on in city of Tyler, Texas, is very differently from what, what Dr. Carr is going to work on on the state level and very differently from what Randy Reber works on or Sheila Jackson right. Lee works on on the federal level. And we got to we got to be able to differentiate those those things. Go ahead. You're correct, but my point is is that someone's asking why she didn't get the seat or, or why the vote didn't come out. I, my right. point is that not they just didn't the want job her. that she has. Well, they didn't want her, but not just the job she <laughs> has. We mm-hmm. see you at all levels talking to all people. I mean, I don't, I don't care if they're right. white Republicans. You're talking to them to get things done, and if you're not talking and speaking to those folks. People can see you. They see your heart. They've elected you again. And, I, and I've heard some mm-hmm. chatter out there in your area where somebody paid mm-hmm. somebody to rise up and run up against you, and, and you come out there and mm-hmm. you prove it because they see your work and they see your work. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, and so mm-hmm. I'm trying to give the reason to our folks that are in position right now, if you want those seats and you want folks to get out and vote, that uh, right. our new chair of Texas Coalition Black Democrats is not going to be able to save your jobs. You got to get out there and represent the people, and, and yep. that's the message yep. I'm, I'm, I'm receiving. Right. And, and and black men especially are tired and sick and tired, and they're not voting. They're not going to vote. Mm-hmm. They're not voting because they're they're tired of not being and, able to run a credit they're, card. And they're hurting. They're hurting themselves. And now, yes. also once Absolutely. again, 
she represented the 18th district, 18th, right. and and other people represented the other parts. All of it comes together in Houston, Texas. But she didn't represent the whole city of Houston, Texas. She represented the 18th district. 18th district, right. Yeah. And then they try to get rid of both of them. They were going to have one seat. Uh, that's it. That's it. They tried to draw well, what does that tell and, us? And that's why I said. That's why I said we are our own worst that. enemy. That's right. Yeah. That's it. I, that's I, it. I, I, I'm telling you, we we had to stop. We we sued them. We came together. Uh, yes, Joe does yes, tell yes. my rep and and uh, yeah. Gary Bledsoe and some other folks, and, and we put that's a stop it. to that. Uh, that's it. But at that's the same it. time, though, in order for us to to check ourselves, we got to wake up. And those folks in those positions, I agree. It's great to have those legacies. Matter of fact, one of the first things that you said that she was uh, accomplished, one of the acts, had to do with oil and gas. That's big money. And, you that's know, right. we fight oil and B- gas. Big money. Areas, big money. That's and stuff like that. That's it. So that, that's, that's about uh, donations, and that's about standing in position. That's, that's, that's all that is. That's big. That's, that's big economics, economics for, for other right folks, there. but not for African-American young men that's growing well, up how, in Houston, Texas. How many, but how many of us own some oil wells? I mean, yeah, there's a few of us that have some. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, but, I know a couple. But no that, that's why I, that's why I say there's but a few of us. But 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 much of our land but but did much of our land was stolen that had oil. It I remember. Stolen, yeah. I'm gonna share. I, I, I'm gonna share, share this with you guys. The the Exxon Oil Company here in East Texas had two black men that attend my church that was works for Exxon, and one day. One of them came to my mother and said, uh, are you still getting your oil check? And she said, well, I used to get a lot more, but it has decreased tremendously. And he said, because they're slanting off of your yeah. land. So if we, if, yeah. if we didn't have that young gentleman who worked for Exxon, and I'm going to call out their name, Exxon, and if mm-hmm. he had not come to tell us that they were slanting yep. on my mother's land, we wouldn't have oh, known done what to do. Well, we wouldn't have known what to do. Right. That was years ago, years ago. Yeah. You know, my mother's been gone almost 30 years now. So that was years ago. So we were able Guess to do something about it. supposed to help you get that money. Your, your congressperson, Randy Weber, who they told me to call, when they were telling us to get our all money, Union 76, uh, uh, Texaco, and they go all the way back. They have a grants and money. I'm mean, not grants, but money set aside to when those cases are, are won. But we can't prove them without the Congress people. We don't have that representation to get that money back. Right, 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 right. But we as smart people know how to go and do it for ourselves. I'm not going right, to. Do you right, think right. I was going to wait on Louis Gomez? To, I, yeah, I, you could not wait office. on him. He was not, even, he was not <laughs> even in office at that time. Really? Dr. Carl laughing at us. <laughs> yeah. So the so so we have to learn to stand up for ourselves. We have to learn to and use those voice that I was talking about a few minutes ago. We've lost family members doing when, it in Chambers County. They, we, we've had family sure. members come up dead because when we go back and try to rectify the situation, I mean, I'm sure it's amazing right. when, when when your name is on a tombstone and you say, mm-hmm. "Well, I can't prove that that's your heritage." Well, look at this tombstone. That's the grandmother and the great grandfather. And then we go all the way back to the point where, uh, and I, I think I shared it with Brother Arthur, Tom Richardson Cemetery, which is our great-great-grandfather, which happens to be a white man that married a, a mulatto woman. Uh, yes. And that's a black cemetery. Well, yes. black people didn't own cemetery and, and land back then. 
especially with headstones. So that tells you right there. But then, you, well, you don't have birth certificates and you don't have the midwife writing in the Bibles to prove that they, they would accept that, to prove that stuff. So, again, we need someone to help us fight. And like you said, those of us that know how to fight, we do go and do the fight ourselves. It's just like Eric uh, Williams with, with his, uh, the quilt. Mm-hmm. All, right. all of right. this continues fighting. He needs assistance with that. Uh, right. I know that, and that should be our Congress. What do you say, Brother Austin? <laughs> Now that's insurance, well, able to quit. Well, right now it's at a standstill. The uh, people who were yeah. actually the attorneys that were working with him uh, over in Europe has now backed away because they are convinced by the people, the curators there in Europe, that that's not the quilt. That's not that's not the well, one that uh, Eric Williams is, talk, is talking about. But I'm gonna tell you what. They, they, black people would died back then, and they knew that black people died. They knew that they were buried. They may not have had a headstone. They may have put some, like all the cemeteries that we're working on right oh, now, yeah, cleaning up these cemeteries. We, yeah. You know, many of them are, are known people uh, out there in those <laughs> graves. And, but, we, but we were able to find some markers. They didn't have the big fancy ones, but they had, right. you know, the ones that they used to use, that it was a mm-hmm. silver thing that they put their name on it, but the... The weather sometimes washed them down. But there, there are people who have uh, those very cemeteries in our, uh, our, our county offices. Uh, we had a lady, we have a lady right here in Tyler now that's been working with us for a long time, Miss Beth. And she, she was able to go over to University of Texas at Tyler in the library and find a layout of those black cemeteries and where buried. So the records are somewhere. It just takes us a little bit of time to go and find right. out where they are. That's why I said we can't sit around and wait around for anybody to do our right. work. Because guess what? One person, even one person in the 18th district, Sheila Jackson Lee, cannot do all the work she that is do involved all in the 18th. That's why we individual. Yeah. Yes, yes, she can. Yes, she can do that. Yeah. She sure can. And uh, but we but we got to step up. We got to put our boots on the ground, yeah. and we got to do the work right. that is necessary. When when Dr. Carr becomes elected, he needs all, I don't know how many people in his district, and I have yeah. no idea how many people are in the 18th district. But Houston, Texas, is a massive city, so I'm sure hmm. there's a lot of people in that 18th it's district. Massive. But once again. We don't hear anybody saying anything about Congressman Al Green. Yeah, but we hear people bad. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Why is it that the black female? Yeah, well, he's running. He's running. He reelected over and over and over and over again. Over and over and over. Same thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No opposition, doing nothing, and it's the same handful of people that's elected him to office and most people are not voting. I mean, and, and my point again is that no one is excited because and, and the, the black male, I mean, and, it's, and when I talk about the black male, the, the, the black female, she's doing worse because she's not even making $1,000 a month. I mean, the black female, uneducated, you have to have a degree to make forty forty five thousand dollars $45,000 a year in this community, in Houston, Texas, in Southeast Texas, maybe East Texas. With a four-year degree, you have forty-five, fifty thousand dollars. With four or five miles to feed, that's poverty. People don't realize that. That is a tough way to go when you're talking about 
car expenses, uh, food, and, you know, you need assistance just to survive when you have that many miles to feed and you're a single black mm-hmm. female. So that, that's a whole other topic. That's another two hours to talk about that. Yeah, but yeah. I, there you go. Telling there you what go. I hear. And, and, yeah. and, and, I right. And, and where we need to start at is way down. We need to work with our young students at a very, very early age to talk about poverty to them and how they can work their way out of poverty. They don't have to be that generational curse that continues over and over and over, that welfare style curse that people can walk out of. Go ahead. About this campaign. Dr. Carr, what's the racial breakdown of your district? Yeah, 47% African American, a very small Latino. Uh, how much Latino? How much? How much? A very, very small group of Latinos. Wow. I can't remember the exact okay. percentage of numbers, but I, I remember the number forty-seven percent being African American, and the out of that forty-seven percent, as uh, Doctor uh, Pastor Cooper is mentioning, we have a problem with people within that percentile choosing not to be registered and or not to vote. And that's basically why the person holding the House of Representatives seat for District 97, who is not the the average African-American person in District 97, and that's 22,000 people in in this block, uh, they don't know, they hadn't seen him, don't know his name. Uh, I asked a lady at lunch a couple of weeks ago, I uh, asked after I finished my lunch, she was waiting on myself and the other candidate, and I asked, well, who is your uh, who is your House of Representatives rest, uh, representative for District 97? She said, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. So we have a we have a, a disconnect <laughs> in the community, oh, wow. and we have a, a a lack of involvement, and we have a Numbers. lack of voter education and training. So you're right, Cooper. People are deciding not to. But I don't think that's yeah. necessarily the answer because if we do of not, not, you know what they're going to do. Oh, if we don't, right, they'll right. fill in that gap. Not. And then here we go for another two years in whatever office or four years in whatever other office. So it's kind of like a a, a snowball in, in a sense. But that's what the, the makeup is. And I have a copy of the uh, – I have a jump drive with the names and addresses of every person who right. lives in District 97. So I'm right. working with that information to reach out and get myself introduced out there. And I am I expect fully that there will be some haters and be some people who will not want to even see my face nor hear my name, but I was hmm. called upon to do this, and I'm going to do the best job I can to represent my community. And if I can get to the door, someone behind me can get to the table, and that's how I'm looking at this thing. Win or lose, I, I plan to run a professionally organized and managed campaign. Beautiful. Knowing the so issues, how, and I, I like what you said, Cooper, about asking the people what's on their mind, let's talk about what's happening to you. I think that helps to the candidate to incorporate in this plank discussions right. that will prepare him or her for how to legislate once we reach the uh, the state uh, seat. So I, I'm gaining a whole lot from these discussions because I'm learning the what-tos, the what-nots, 
the how-tos and how-nots, and that's been, this is being very helpful to me in my campaign. Outstanding. What is the percentage of Caucasians in that district? Do you know? I don't know what the percentage of Caucasians okay. is in this district. Okay. I, I can't can't give you that information okay. at this time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. But I know we have enough people to do it if people do it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Enough. If people Absolutely. do it. Yeah. Well, the one thing that we have to make sure that people understand is that that you're not helping the case when you sit out and don't vote. Amen. You're just not helping the case. True. true. So true. And you got you you got even even if you what I tell people all the time. Well, okay, if you don't like who's holding that seat, why don't you run? Why don't you step up to the plate and run for that seat? That's that's that's, that's don't well be a said. complainer. Be a doer. Right. That's well said. Well said. Right. People know. People know when you're really sincere. When you're sincere and you're honest. And you really want to help, and then you really care about the greater good of the community. People know that. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. I say, and it just said everybody remember always, as it was national, always vote for the least racist person. <laughs> the least. <laughs> well, they didn't do that in Houston. Because I'm told that we got there you go. That. I'm just telling get- you, they didn't do. And, and, then, and then, again, that's my point that I'm trying to drive home. Arthur, I love you, man. I'm going to have to bring you on the road with me again. I'm just telling you. <laughs> that's the point I'm driving home. They they, they didn't vote for the least. They voted for the most racist. Now, I don't know him like that. I'm just saying what the word on the street is. The word on that's the street the is on, that he's that's the, the word most. On the street. That's he's the, word the on most. The I'm telling you. And they can kill us. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well. So I said, no. So, what? I mean, what are you going to do? Smash me down in the ground further? I'm already b- below dirt level. I'm just going to go further down into the ground. I mean, I and, mean and that's the talk. And of, right. And Pastor Cooper, of course, he's going to show up at these various and sundry yes. uh, places where our people yes. are. And he, knows uh, uh, he knows uh, uh, how to campaign. Share the vote. And pick the vote. And, 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 and then they secure their vote. Why don't we? Right, there you go. Yeah. They why, secure why their vote, and look. then they pick up some hours. There you go. So why don't we take a look at what he did on the state level? Why don't we take hmm. a look at that? Yeah, he was a state bro. elected official in Austin, Texas. Mm. He's one of the guys he hid out. We would, he hid out. They yeah. didn't care to look at it. He hid out. And, and, but he didn't represented enough. Watch this. The, the, the Anglo, and I don't want this to be about race. I'm, tell, I'm just reporting that's, the news. Don't nobody right. hate me. That's now. Right. I'm reporting the news. We, the we Anglo the folks. News. That's right. Anglo folks that voted for him voted against Sheila because she was That's so it. polarizing because of the issues that she was trying to represent and, and, and do, uh, but didn't economically empower those to come up. So then those folks that she was trying to represent now set out, and they're going like, we're not doing any better with her. We don't, we don't need anyone. So we're just going to go out here and, you know, each man for his own. And then the other folks say, well, we're going to vote. We want to make sure she doesn't get in office. So it becomes that about race because they're both a Democrat. Mm-hmm. That's what people miss. Somebody asked one time, say, is he a Republican? Is he a Democrat? No. They're both Democrats. No. They're both Democrats. Uh, a Dixocrat. Or, or, or a Dixocrat. <laughs> yeah, 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 that too. Yeah. <laughs> I think brought Hillary down. I think she brought Hillary down, the campaign for her, for, for a city yeah. election. Yeah. I just don't think that's right. 
Right. Because he'll be polarizing right. too. So he had two polarizers. Exactly. That's exactly right. And so then it woke up some more people to go and vote against her. And those votes, those folks came out of it. Because see, this is what people miss. You still have Memorial, the Heights, which is growing now, more Anglo folks, uh, River Oaks. So now what's happening right now, um, uh, I, I can't think of the term or the phrase right now, uh, but anyway, they're scraping off those $200,000 homes and building million-dollar homes now on Libby Lots. And, and so they're redoing the streets and highways. You can see it, uh, what's coming out there now. And, and folks that's out there with a $200,000 home can't afford the, uh, the taxes on it because they've been taxed on a million dollars because of the cops in the neighborhood. So they're moving out. Hmm. So, so I mean, you, you sure you still you still have the third ward, fifth ward, but at the same time you got River Oaks and all those areas just growing inside the loop of six ten, and you have more voters and they're, they're more active. Hey, hey, hey Mike, hey, hey Mike, that's that corporate structure. I'm taking up here in Dallas, over in West Dallas, where they where they got this dirty dirt at. Uh, what a smelter right. was. Anyway, uh, after the black folks died, the Hispanics in, Hispanics, they've been fighting, trying to hold on, but they're going to get them out, and they're going to be putting high-rise up over there on that dirty dirt. And this that corporate Correct. structure operating this, you. you know, the whole thing that I'm telling you about. And so that's what's going to change. Every- yeah. Okay, so, so guys, can I present a little bit more here uh, on mm-hmm. uh, state represent- former state uh, Senator John Whitmire? talked about he defeated her, and he says that, um, let's see, where am I? Okay, he, oops, my, oh, wait, my, my phone is, the, my computer, I must have unplugged it somewhere. Okay, it says that Whitmire ran on the platform of increasing public safety, fixing streets, and reducing chronism at City Hall. Did you hear anything about Oh, there goes my computer. Let me make sure I'm plugged up. Did you hear anything about economic growth? No. Those are white green phones. And the the reason why you didn't hear anything about economic growth is because that is a on the federal level. But right, right. Um, that that's what that's what he ran on. And then it talked about, I don't know what, let me check on my computer. Oh, it's, it did unplug. It talked about what Sheila Jackson Lee ran on. And it talked about bread, that she ran on bread and butter issues uh, in the family. But I got to turn my computer back on. I don't know. It's, I didn't realize it was unplugged. So I can't really bread. dialogue. But it, I did see that it said she ran on bread and butter issues. And you always hear people talking about and we know what that means, what's affecting you, which is economics. Bread right. and butter issues is normally economics. What What is affecting your bottom line? And, and, and run on something, but, but what have you been doing for the economics for 28 years? Who, who backyard have you been helping out when you're at home and not in a session? You know, who you're partnering with? I know she's not partnering with anyone until it's time to run a race. And then she go and pass out the turkeys in the water. And that's against because this is what we do. My point is that what, what where is your, your where you, you've been putting your tennis shoes? What where are the tracks in the city that you've been out here fighting at City Hall? There have been people standing with me at the, at, at the uh, City Hall. Not not, uh, not that, fighting at not Pastor Cooper. Not fighting at City Hall. Fighting at the Capitol 
The federal hey, person does Catholic. not fight at City Hall. They fight well, at the, 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 big, the big City Hall. No, the no, big City no, Hall no, in right, Washington, D.C. <laughs> no, no, correct. But my point, though, is that when she's home, showing up mm-hmm. at other events when other local leaders, the NAACP, Bishop Dixon, and stuff right. like that, have issues, right, right, your right. job is to be in the audience and be on the side, be on the wing, and I then support that. And those constituents have not seen her in that area. That's all. I'm just trying to give some remedy, hopefully she's listening, to, to understand mm-hmm. how she's missing it. Those young people that's out there are hurting, and they do not have jobs and economics and things like that, and, and they're trying to make themselves feel good on Sunday mornings when they go eat a brunch for $50. They can scrape mm-hmm. up $50 to go eat a toasted yolk or some snooze or someplace like that. But we got to teach them, okay, so let's take that. We got to teach them how to prepare, purchase and prepare foods at home. When you know, first of all, it's better to eat your food at home than to be out paying fifty dollars for a meal for a meal. But we got to train and teach. That's why I say we got to go real early down here, way down below, and educate our students as they grow up along the way how to survive, how to economically grow. In this world, in this community, we got to teach. That's why I say all the time, I used to say that in Tyler Independent School District, in public schools, of, uh, private schools, of charter, whatever school you attend, that we need to teach business to our students at a very, learn, very early age. Early, I'm talking They're about not, early. Because these, these kids are so, to sign checks. But, they don't even know how to, but now they finally bring that back. Because these kids don't they're even, back. They don't even know how to sign their name. They don't know how to sign their name. They don't know how to sign their name. Exactly. They don't know what checkbook is. Yes, 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 Mr. Educator. Yes, sir. And, Go ahead. As a teacher, look here, look here. I was appalled when I, because mm-hmm. I taught for like around 19 years. And then, and then I was appalled to find out one day that they had quit because mm-hmm. I was on the that's their quit teaching cursive writing. Right. I, right. Bring it back I was, a, I was appalled yeah. as well. So, it's, it's this kind of trick stuff they do. I said, no, nobody, I never heard nothing about it. And then, like, when that Trayvon Martin, that young lady was in court, and they gave her this thing to read. It was in cursive. Well, guess what? Right. They didn't teach she how to read the right cursive. There you go. So then, there you go. She I'm couldn't read everything. Read cursive. And I used to joke that with the kids all the time. You know what? I said, if y'all don't learn cursive right now, so you know what they're going to do? I said, they're going to send you a, a letter to your house telling you they're going to kill you at this time and tell you just be there. Oh, Mr. Arthur. Oh, my goodness. But I'm saying it. We almost went all night, and we almost got in here. Listen, does that tell you why? Does that tell you that not only do we need to show up at city council, we need to show up at school board meetings. We should, we need school to show up meeting. at the count, the county commissioners meeting. We county need to be front row. We cannot blame the world for our lack of involvement. I'm not blaming anybody for any situation or position that. The black churches when it's not election season. We have to we have to go to the black churches and, and educate them because that's where they are. Sometimes we have to go to the barber shops. We have to go to the beauty shops. We have to go out there I, and I, meet them where I, they how, are. Okay, can, can I, I talk about the black? Can I talk about the black church really fast? Let me tell you what. 
film, they're scared to have you to come in there and talk about these things that you just got finished talking. Everything used to be done through our black churches. When my father and my grandfather and my great-grandfather, when those people were out there on that battlefield when I was knee-high to a duck, they did everything in the churches. And now we've become a 501c3 and we're scared to death. We were already a nonprofit. We didn't have to become a 501c3 because you're a 501c3 anyway because churches are mm-hmm. nonprofit organizations. Right, right. All and you did is brought the attention, anyway. uh, the attention of the IRS to you to tell you right. what to do. Go ahead, anybody. Go ahead. We right. got eight no, minutes. You're exactly right. No, you're exactly right. You, you own it, so you don't need a rebuttal of that. Uh, you, you're on it. Again, my point, though, is that uh, not throwing – shade or uh, pointing the fingers that we've got to wake up our young black men and women okay. and yes, make them sir. understand that it's important yes, to talk sir. to their uh, civic leaders, talk, to speak to yes, the Congress sir. people, speak to yes, all sir. of the mayor, yes, everyone, sir. commissioners, wake up, please wake up. Yes, sir. And, and let me tell you what else. Elected officials got to understand this, that as soon as you come into office, you look out there in that community and you find somebody that can take over your position immediately and you start grooming and training and working with them so that when it's time for you to complete your task as an elected official, you got somebody to step up that's prepared and understand and know the actions of that particular position that you were holding that they know what that consists of. We got to know that we got to be able to differentiate what happens at the state level, local level, and the federal level. That's all I have. <laughs> well, great. Well, so I, Thank you, guys. Black politicians, to tell our black politicians, when you run for office, uh, don't be counting on you getting votes because you're black. Don't do that. Because if that's what you're doing, you know, you, right. you, you know, that ain't going to help you none. You know, you, and you're going you're gonna to say your campaign short. You need to campaign on what you actually believe in and what you actually mm-hmm. feel some of it. You know, if, right. you, if you ain't, right. what color you are. And see, that's why, again, like I said, Sheila, Sheila, bless her heart, she came along in a time where Texas was, like, put in the freezer. And she just, she was like a pro farmer thing. So she really hasn't had, had, hadn't had to hustle like that. So, you right, know, right. and I'm just, right. and, and now that stuff is changing, now that stuff is changing, the, the, you know, the voting population and everything else, she can't point back to nothing and say, see, I hustled on that for y'all. I'm still hustling on it. So I'm just saying, you know, and if you can't do that, because like they folks, folks now, they want to know what, you do, what you're doing right now. I'm going to tell you this, Ms. Arthur. Probably those people that you're talking about don't even understand the work that Sheila Jackson Lee has done exactly. uh, on, on the federal level. On the federal exactly. that's why oh. That's why we have to be educated to yes. how our well, country works. That's what her job is supposed to be, educating people on what she's done. That's that's what I thought that that's what is, part of this just, just laid that's out. That's part of this. That's, right. But you and I have kept up, and everybody on here probably, have kept up with what, what's going on on the federal level. I, I, I can tell you unequivocally that I have never seen one person, not one person, in District 1, in Washington, D.C., at the Congressional Black Caucus, where all of that stuff is laid out. 
of this right. is what we do on the congressional right. level. And it was impressive seen, when we heard I, all of that. It was impressive when seen, we heard the work yes, that was done. I have seen yeah. one, one person in my district, but right. every year that I was in this country, since 1979, I've been going to Washington, D.C., to the Congressional Black Caucus. And how about this? I saw a lot of people in the eight, from the 18th district, and I saw a lot of people from the 9th district. That's the 9th right. district of Houston, Texas, Al Green, and the 18th district, Sheila Jackson Lee. And Sheila <laughs> Jackson Lee always spoke at various and sundry uh, I go to her where she was speaking on this. Eddie Bernice Johnson was speaking on this, and I go and learn from them and those what they were doing in Washington D.C. But then that, and that's the following. That's where this conversation started. Is that this is where she's missing the younger crowd, the young, younger demographics, people like yourself. And so we see the work, right. we understand the work, but they're hurting sure. and they're mad and they're sure. frustrated and they're angry. Sure. So again, just reporting mm-hmm. the news. I'm just reporting mm-hmm. the news. That, that, no, I get that, it. That's all. I, I get it. Yeah, just, I get just it. reporting. And it's an it. ugly report. It, it, it's an ugly report because if we I don't mean, do something like, to let the – Huh? I said just like them, uh, you know, some of the coaches that have lost their job, right? Folks going, hey, y'all, these young players mm-hmm. up. I mean, we got these young coaches and, you know, the, the league doing right. the thing. Y'all, y'all know right, the absolutely. Thing. Yeah, flipping the them. The league don't. They flipping coaches. Yeah, they flipping coaches. You know what I'm well, look, look what happened to Dallas last night. Look what happened to Dallas yeah. last night. Yeah. Come on, uh, Dallas. Come on. Well, I'm a, I'm a Houston Texan fan now, so I've, I've, right. I've changed. <laughs> well, well I, I, listen, I, I, I'm not a fair weather fan, and just because no, you don't no. win that time, I'm, a, right. I'm still going to be supporting I'm not, you. I'm but, but, I'm but, I started out with them when they first started, and, 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 I, and I still got a feather over there with them. But I, but you, right, you have a right to change. You have a right to change. But can I love two? I can I like pick one. Can I love two? I can't love two. I can't love two. No, you got to pick one. You're an unstable man. The Bible says a man... As double-minded, is unstable in all his ways. So you got to pick one. Go ahead on, You know, you know. Got to pick one. Good talk. Good talk. We need a safety light commercial right about now. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't serve two masters. You can serve two masters. Hey, I have a hate one and love the other, right? Hate one, love the other, brother. What a way to close the show. <laughs> well, well, well let, let me tell you guys. The the final comment is that Trump just won Iowa, which we knew he would, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah we did. So even his son showed up, but I haven't seen Milana, but his son showed up. <laughs> right. uh, so uh, both the sons are standing there. And if we All don't right. wake up those young voters, he's going to be That's your it. next president. That's I'm it. telling, I'm That's telling you, it. you got to wake them up. That's so it. Our chair and, and I'm, 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 I'm going to end with this. I bet you I'd say as many as 85% of the people in this country have no idea what Joe Biden has done in the last four years. They have no idea. I guarantee you. They have no idea. They have no, I no, no, I I, no idea. 
No and another forty percent cares less because again, I'm telling you, they're reforming yeah. cars left and right. They they don't have uh, home ownership. I'm fighting apartment complexes all day long. It's great to see them sure. go up, but no one has ownership. We need in the sure. uh, single dwelling homes right now. We need men to be men. I'm calling it in my own church as a pastor. I don't know about Dr. Carr, but I'm telling you, I'm I'm holding men accountable to be heads of their households. Don't go for the, uh, the trickery, the tomfoolery. You are a man. You, you are the head. Stand in your rightful position and pay your bills. There you go. And earn we got to go, everybody. Living. We got to go. go. Thank you so right. much. Hey, this has been an amazing right. show. You guys are on fire. <laughs> My goodness. Thank you so very much. It's been outstanding. Uh, listen, we look forward to coming right back here next week. Uh, congratulations once again on uh, Dr. Carr running for that seat on that state level. Little congratulations. He's going to keep us abreast. Thank, Thank you so much. God Thank bless you. Space. We'll see you uh, next week. Stay safe out there. And okay, keep, be well, keep everybody. Stay in the house and keep warm. Thank you. Good night for now. We'll turn yeah. it over to Miss yeah. Rihanna. A theme song that we don't own the rights, but we play it. Bye for now. Sing, Arthur, sing. Miss Rihanna, we need you to sing. Bye for now. It will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure. We will be sure. the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, the spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh.
Every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego The biggest weapon it's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes It will be you so much we appreciate your listening if you want to be that change maker go ahead and change the game we'll see you next week bye for now